0: Good evening, everyone. How are you? Uh, Got Marcus and I here, and um, we felt like we're just going to share some things. We're set up here at a little table and have some microphones. And uh, instead of kind of doing the preaching, we just want to do this in more of a kind of a living room style. So just imagine that. we're in your living room right now. <laughs> Hopefully it's nice and clean. <laughs> and uh, But we're just happy to be with you guys, blessed to be with you guys. I woke yeah. up this morning um, just with this uh, this feeling of this understanding of peace, and uh, just kind of for about five or ten minutes, the Lord just downloaded some things and um, just started writing it up. And, uh, and then since then, Marcus and I have been talking just about this. And the funny thing is, of course the Lord does this, is that um, Lord's been showing him things as well uh, from kind of another aspect of this. And so, but it's about peace that we just want to talk about with you this evening. And uh, I, I feel like in this season, we need to understand peace. Yes. Uh, we need to, it's kind of like, this is something that God gives us and we go, what do we do with it? And what is it? And how does this work? And, and how do we operate in it? And so uh, this evening, our... Our prayer is that, one, you would get a better understanding of of what peace is, um, and then two, that you would actually know how to operate in this peace and how to work in this peace and what the Lord actually requires of us. Uh, And I think in this season, it is so important uh, that we actually operate in peace. We have peace. We know what peace is, and we operate in it. So let's just start in prayer and then dive into this thing. You want to just lead us here? Sure.
1: All right. Yeah. Lord, we thank you just for this opportunity to set our minds on your word, to calm and quiet our souls. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would bring living understanding. You are the spirit of wisdom. You are the spirit of revelation. And so we ask that as we talk about the Prince of Peace, as we set our minds on Jesus, that that peace that he left us would be Um, so real and tangible. We thank you, Jesus, that we are your people. We thank you we are the sheep of your pasture. And we thank you that you are a great leader. And we just submit right now to your leadership Mm -hmm. tonight. We say, come and reveal, come and pull back the veil, come and give us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. We thank you, Lord. And we just ask you through this message, strengthen us Um, to be those who can bring peace and hope and life to a world that does not know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um,
0: this understanding of peace, let me give you just a quick—what I I feel is that once we understand this, that we not only hold on to this peace, but that we actually— we carry this peace out as ministers of reconciliation, as ambassadors of Christ. We're to carry this stuff out. I want to encourage you as we as we dive into this, grab your Bibles, grab your grab the your real Bibles, not these, not these little phone things, but grab your real Bibles and, and follow along and just highlight some of these things, underline scriptures, take some notes, go back and study this. Um, I feel like this is of the Lord that He just wants to show us this, that we are peace carriers, that we are peacemakers, that yeah. we, we know what peace is and we operate in it in this time. So um, I, I think Marcus really has a great understanding of, of what peace is. I'm just going to share this scripture that um, in, in Hebrews 13:20 it says that, uh, it says, "...now may the God of peace, through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from, from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ... The Great Shepherd of the Sheep, and then it goes on. But it, that what I want to show you there is in that that the God of Peace is our Great Shepherd yeah. of the Sheep. And so, Marcus, you've been in this. You've yeah. got a great understanding of this. Will you just share just yeah. this great
1: revelation? Well, I don't know if it's great understanding or <laughs> great revelation, but I'll I'll share what I've been thinking. Um, this this weekend, I was just meditating on some scriptures, and, uh, and they were pulling me to this theme of the shepherd, and Jesus is our shepherd, and, and how it ties in, the shepherd is the one that brings us peace, just like it says in Hebrews 13. I just wanna read that again. Mike just read it, but it's just so good. It says, now may the God of peace, so we're, Paul's praying here, well, the writer of Hebrews, whoever you think wrote it. The writer of Hebrews is praying to the God of peace, And this God of peace is powerful. He has brought back Jesus from the dead. So he's the God of the resurrection. And he's the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant. And this God of peace, he's here to equip us with everything good Mm. that we may do his will. Working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. And uh, and this weekend, I was just in a few scriptures. First, let's go to Zechariah chapter 11. This is talking about the the good shepherd. If you wanna the three main passages uh, in the word that in the that talk about Jesus as the shepherd is Ezekiel thirty-four, and then Zechariah chapter eleven, and then John chapter ten. So I've just kind of been bouncing all over those and gone to a few of the few others. But in um, Zechariah... you've been in Zechariah. This has been like yeah. your bread and butter here yeah. recently. We've been studying really it. Yeah. The, the team probably gets a little uh, annoyed with me, because every time I go, well, yeah, I've just been seeing something out of Zechariah, and they're like, well, of course, <laughs> would you study another book? But anyway, um, verse seven says this of Jesus. It says, "'So I became the shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter, by the sheep traders and I took two staffs one I named favor and the other I named union and I tended the sheep now you might think that's weird that he became the shepherd of a flock doomed to slaughter but when Jesus came he came as the shepherd of his people but he was rejected by many of his people and that was talking about those that were doomed to slaughter those that were doomed to to reject him and not know him, but for those who knew him, it says he took two staffs, one named favor and the other union or unity, and he tended the sheep. So this was Peter, this was John, this was those that submitted to. He is the great shepherd of the people of Israel, and he tended and he protected. That you know the the shepherd would take the the rod and the staff. They were. One for comfort and direction, but another was for protection. Mm. And he was protecting and leading with favor and with unity. And I've just been praying over this. I've been praying this over us as a congregation Lord, lead us with your favor. And Lord, unify us and bring us into a place of presenting the gospel with uh, other pastors and in this area so that you can be made known, that staff of unity. So from that, I went to Micah chapter 5. So if you go to Micah chapter 5, if you find Zacharias in the very end of the Old Testament, take a left, and Micah's just a few minor prophets over. And it says this in verse 2 it says, But you, O Bethlehem, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah, yet from you shall come forth for me, one who is the ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days." So this is the the scripture when Herod went to the priests and said, hey, where's this Messiah to be born? Mm. The priest said, hey, it's right here, it's Bethlehem, he's gonna come forth from Bethlehem. One who's coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. That just reminds me of John chapter one, that he's the word of God. He was with God before creation. He created everything with God. And he says, he's gonna come forth and rule Israel. Well, then it jumps down to to verse four and it says, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. And I just, I love that phrase. I've been praying that over us, shepherd us in your father's strength, Jesus. And then it says, and he will also shepherd us in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. Those two things. I mean, I just want to invite you to pray those. Lord, shepherd me in the strength of the Lord and shepherd me in the majesty of the name of the Lord. But then it says this, because of his shepherding, they will dwell secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And verse five, just, uh, Popped out at me when Mike was talking about peace this morning. It says, and he shall be their peace. Jesus is the great shepherd of the flock, and he becomes our peace. We're going to get into all these scriptures about peace, but yeah. one is that, you know, he says in John 16, he says, My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives peace, do I give peace. And I think of this shepherd, I'm not going to turn there, but in Zechariah chapter 13, the father is talking about the shepherd and he says, awake, O sword, against the shepherd, who is the man who's standing beside me and he is my companion. And what that means is God's wrath, God's sword should have come upon us, but it came upon his shepherd, the man standing at his right hand. And then Isaiah 53, because of this striking of the shepherd, the chastisement for our peace was placed on him. He was punished where we should have been punished. He he took upon our transgressions, our iniquities, and then it says in Isaiah 53 that our iniquity was laid on him by the Lord so that we could begin to walk in this peace. One other verse I was meditating on this weekend, and it ties into this Uh, idea of peace is Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26 verse... I'm not for sure. When you don't know the verse, you just say, it is written somewhere, because that's all around the New Testament. As it it is written. As it is written, it says somewhere. (laughs) It says this. Now what's interesting is Isaiah 24 and 25 Isaiah 24 is, they call it the small apocalypse of the book of Isaiah. You you find all the judgments of the book of Revelation in Isaiah 24. And then you find all the blessing of the millennial kingdom and the new heavens and the new earth in Isaiah chapter 25. Two awesome passages uh, to meditate on and study just reveals God and you fall in love with him in a greater way. But then this is the song, it says, that is sung in the land of Judah, after the Lord's return. And you're in what verse sir? Now we're gonna be in verse uh, three. Three, okay. Yep. It says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then the exhortation is, trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock.
0: Hmm.
1: And when I think of the, the great, you know, trouble of the end times. And when I think of this confession coming out of that, it just blows my mind that they're saying that you kept us in perfect peace, those whose mind was set on you, whose mind was stayed on you, yeah. and because they trusted in him. that's good. That just... Man, if he can do it in that time, he can definitely do it now yep. when things are... They're a little rough, but it's not crazy terrible, you know. It it might be for some and we might feel that, but as we keep our minds stayed on him, he says the word of God says he keeps us in perfect peace.
0: Yeah. As you were just saying this too, I, I what's amazing is he here he is the great shepherd. He's the shepherd, but he's also the lamb of God. Yeah. So here he's he's the he's the great shepherd of all the sheep, and then he's the lamb. He's like the chosen lamb, the one that actually was slain, yep. so that by him being the shepherd and the lamb, yep. that we can now have this peace. Yep. Uh, and I just want to say, I think a lot of times we talk about peace, and and it's so hard because we go, we say peace, and what's the first thing we think of? We think of like tranquility, and we think mm-hmm. of uh, you know having having everything that we need. If we go, what do you need to have peace? We'd go well. Gosh, you know, I I need to have like I need to have a good job. I need to have like my finances in order. I need to have my family like everybody getting along cuz when there's not peace in the house, you know, it's uh happy wife, happy life. <laughs> but there's all these things that, like this mindset of the world that says, well, if I have all these things, if I have my 401k in order, um, if I have it, the the house, if I have all these this stuff yeah. in alignment, then I'll be at peace. Yeah. Then I can go, ah, now I can rest. Now I can do the things of the Lord that the Lord calls me to. But then when we get out of that, like when, you know, in for instance, if there was this thing called coronavirus that were to hit, yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden things begin to, uh, that, that we've set our peace on, that we've like, that have been what we thought was the source of our peace. Now we don't have peace. And then we actually, it takes us out of the will of God, not on purpose, but because we've set our mind on the things of peace that we think are, yeah. that give us peace. And when they don't, give us peace anymore, we go, ah, and, and so I, I think this understanding that we have this great shepherd that actually is our peace, there's, there's a few scriptures, one is in Romans 5.1, it just says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, so in that justification through faith, now we have the peace of God mm-hmm. um, through our Lord Jesus Christ. What we have to understand is Jesus is our peace. The Great Shepherd yeah. is our peace. so what what Marcus is saying here is so critical to to everything. <laughs> yeah. that if if he's not established as our peace in this time, if he's not established as our peace period, uh, then we're in real trouble when things begin to get shaken. And that's where peace begins to go from our lives. And actually, it, peace is almost that. I see it as that, like protection, that 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 uh, shield of faith. Uh, it's that peace that actually keeps us there. Which is through trust. When we trust in the Lord, we actually operate in a place of peace. But when we when we don't have that as our peace, that's when fear comes in. That's when like all of a sudden. Our mind just goes into a tailspin here and yeah. and out of control, and everything that, you know, it's that job going. The thing that I fear the most has come upon me, yeah. um, <clears throat> because his 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 peace was not in Christ or in the Lord in that time. But yeah. um, but boy, if we can if we can first of all just capture this and and get this is this is our true peace. If we have that, it, it's that hope of salvation, like. Mm. Everything else is a far second. Like yeah, what, that's good. What's really important in life, except yeah. for that relationship? And here's the thing: that it's a it's a vertical piece. What Jesus does when we have Jesus, when we have the through the blood of Jesus, it's actually peace with the Father. Yeah, it's that reconciliation that we have with God through Jesus that's peace, mm-hmm. because now we're in relationship. It's what we were created for from the very beginning mm-hmm. of time was to be at peace with God. Jesus brought peace. He's the one that brings peace so that we can have that relationship with the Father. So mm-hmm. as it's funny, I was with some people today that are um, not really strong believers, or not I don't know if they were believers at all, and um, and I got to just pray with them, and we were talking about peace. They actually knew I was a pastor, and they're like, hey, pastor, what's the word today? And I was like, it's peace. <laughs> That's good. But it's not the peace that you're thinking of. And I began to explain to them that there's one, only one peace. There's only one true peace, and it comes from knowing Christ and being reconciled to the Father through mm-hmm. the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when we can have that, and then I got to pray with them, and this is where... So not only do we get to have this peace, but now we get to actually be—it's we're carriers of peace and we're releasers of peace. We're actually um, what what Jesus says in Matthew five is that we're peacemakers. So it's not nec- it's not peacekeepers. We're actually the peacemakers, yeah. which means we make peace. How do we make peace? We make it because we're we're the ones that are ambassadors of Christ. We're the ministers of reconciliation. So we actually minister this reconciliation, we bring Jesus, we bring this, we call it the good news or the gospel, and that gospel or that good news is the peace that now that we can give to others. Um, So we have to remember that it's not just about us. We do, we first have to have it, but then once we have it, now we get to be the carriers of it. Right. Um, Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) There's so as I woke up this morning, I'll just throw a few scriptures out there and then jump back in, Marcus. But um, Isaiah 55 was a scripture that just hit me. It's this. um, It says, uh, "You will go out with joy, Mm. and you will be led forth with peace. And the mountains of the hills will burst in song before you." And I just saw this like, there's actually we're led forth by the Spirit. Um, with peace. there's a. When you look at Matthew 5, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they're called sons of God. Well, there's also a scripture in Romans 8 that says, those that are sons of God, they're the ones that are led by the Spirit. Mm. So tie that back into now Isaiah 55, where actually we go out with joy, and then we're led forth by the Spirit, with peace. And this is what makes us sons of God. Now we're the peacemakers mm-hmm. that are led forth. We're bringing peace into the nations. We're bringing peace to those around us, to our neighbors, to our family, to our coworkers. And, and a th- the thing is, is when all is good in the world, when everything is just like going great, I think the, the peace of this world satisfies people. Mm. But then when things go crazy, like now, in the times we're in, what happens is all of a sudden they go, ah, this is the opportune time that we have right now to bring peace. Mm. It's not in the good times. So that's why we go, well, we're waiting for everything to kind of settle down, and then we'll go back into it. No! No! This is actually our opportune time to bring peace because people now, things are being shaken and their mindset is being shaken and they're like, I don't have peace. I thought I had peace, but I don't have peace. And it's like, well, let me give you peace. Let me give you the true peace because the peace of the world is such a deceptive peace mm-hmm. because you think you have peace until it's ripped out from under you. Yeah. But when you have the peace of God, which is a, which a heavenly peace, which is the, it's the kingdom of God peace, when you have that peace, it can't be taken from
1: you. That's so good. That's so good. You're just saying things. My mind is going a few places. I, I'm thinking of Paul. I'm thinking of Peter. I'm thinking of John. When they opened their letters, they yeah. talked to the congregation, or they talked to whoever they were writing to, and they made these bold declarations. They would say, grace and peace you know, be to you from the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. And they were almost like taking this place of, of authority
0: yeah. and
1: commanding peace uh, on different congregations. The one that, that stood out to me today, we were, in a, we were in a staff meeting right before this, and this came up. So, um, And I turned to Revelation chapter one, verse four, and it says this, John is writing, he says, John... To, to the seven churches that are in Asia, and then he goes into this commanding grace and peace. He says, grace to you and peace. And I love the description of the Father and the Spirit and the mm-hmm. Son after this. Like yeah. This is who is giving us peace and has given us peace. We walk in this peace, and I think continues to give us this peace so that we can give it to others. But it says, right. this grace and peace is from him who was and is and is to come. So we got the father on his throne, the elders and the angels to holy, 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 Lord God almighty, him who was and is and is to come. He's giving you grace. And when you think of grace, think of empowerment to obey God's will. That's the way I like to, like, he is going to empower me to obey God's will, and he is going to grant peace to accomplish that as well. So, and then it says, this grace and peace is coming from the seven spirits that are before his throne. And then verse five, this marvelous description of who Jesus is, and grace and peace from Jesus Christ, who was the faithful witness. Another way to think about that is the faithful martyr who faithfully gave up his life. It's that good shepherd in John 10 who lays down his life for the sheep. If he gave us his life, how much more does he want to give us grace and peace in this season? And then it says, from the firstborn of the dead, so we were just celebrating the resurrection, Easter... He's the first fruits of the resurrection. He's of that field of the resurrection, and we are going to be of that field when he returns, and we're going to be raised as well. So he's the firstborn of the dead, the first fruits of the resurrection, and he's the ruler of every king on the earth. I mean, he died for us. He has a resurrected body. He has a resurrected life, and he's ruling everything. And Paul says this, I mean, John says, this is the one who's given you grace and peace in this season.
0: It's really good.
1: Back to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. That just uh,
0: so, <laughs> we're we could go through this for hours here. I, I, um, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but uh, but I think I, I wanted we were talking through this uh, earlier today as well. And, and in Ephesians six, I think there's there's Kind of this positional piece, where you understand the positional piece, but there's also a, like the, in this piece, it's a piece that we carry, and it's actually we carry it into battle, and we can use it as uh, for battle. Um, we actually bring peace into the battle. There's when you look at Rome, or at uh, Ephesians six, it talks about the armor of God, and. Uh, so we have all these pieces of the armor of God. Um, I mean, we have the, the belt of truth and we have the breastplate of righteousness and we have, the, uh, we have the shield of faith. We have the helmet of salvation. We have the sword of the spirit. But there is another piece of this armory that is actually, it's, it's our feet being fitted with the gospel of peace. Mm and uh that's part of this this armor of god that we actually have on that we fight with what are we fighting against we're fighting against the kingdom of this world we're fighting against this false peace that that has been has deceived so many people right so it it's a uh, it's this other piece. now the true peace that we actually we it's we're fitted with this and that's where you go back to Isaiah 55 like we we go out with joy and we're led forth with peace. We yeah. have, we're fitted with peace. We're f- and then now we release this peace. Um, gosh, there's, uh, let me just, there's two other scriptures. Well, there's a few places in, in Luke. It's in Luke 7:50. you can check it out. And then in Luke 8:48. 48, but uh, one of them is a woman, he says, your, Jesus says, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when that, when the woman who touches the garment of Jesus? Uh, he turns to her after he says, Who touched me? Uh, he goes, daughter, he goes, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Mm. But there's something about that going, like taking, and it's like, take that peace. Now you have it, you've been given that peace. Now take that peace and go. Um, in in John 20, when Jesus breathes into the disciples, yeah, right. he says, What does he say? peace be with you as the father sent me i am sending wow. you so he's saying what he's doing he's and then he breathes the holy spirit wow. into them but it's that peace be with you now go and do what i've been doing it's as i he goes i'm sending you so we need to realize that that this peace that we have that passes all understanding, that goes beyond our understanding, is so that we can actually carry this and give this to others, um, that, and it's by the Spirit that we're led. So and when we have the Spirit, we're led by the Spirit, and we release this peace, man, it's a joyous time. And that's where it says the mountains and the hills will break and forth with joy before you. Like, they, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to clap their hands. The trees of the field are going to clap their hands. Why? because you're bringing this peace to them that they've right. never experienced. It's yeah. the peace of God. It's, and it blows people's minds. It, because, and why does it say it goes beyond your, your own understanding? Because it's that we can't conform to the things of this world. We can't be grounded in the things of this world. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is that peace in, in, with God through Christ. Yeah. Um, the other scripture was that I had was Philippians 4 9. It says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, goes on to say, put it into practice. And then it says, and the God of peace will be with you. So as we put this into practice, as we put the things that, that, that God has given us into practice, it says the God of peace will be with you. Right. It's at Philippians 4 where it says, like, first of all, it says the peace of God uh, Will will guard your heart and your mind in right. Christ Jesus, uh, and that's the peace that passes all understanding. But then, as you set your your mind on Him, it's then it's the God of peace will be with you, right. and it's it's not wherever we stay. Again, it's that it's wherever we go, mm-hmm. uh, as we as we move out, as we move forward. Yeah. Um, so,
1: any any last thoughts? And then, I, just to uh, just to stay in that idea of Philippians four. I like to say, Lord, or my prayer to the Lord a lot of the time is, let me not squander the supernatural peace that you yeah, give me. So when I release my anxieties to the Lord, when I'm praying to Him, and, and there's, some, there's some burdens, there's some weights, and I'm releasing them in prayer, and in that place of prayer, I'm given peace. My prayer is, God, let me not squander that peace, but let me actually use that peace to set my mind on the right things hmm. so that the God of peace can remain with me and be with me and go with me. So so I just want to encourage you guys with that. Let's not squander. When we give things to the Lord in prayer and we feel the peace of God, use that peace of God that's guarding your mind and guarding your understanding to set your mind on the right things and to put into practice the right things.
0: Yeah, that's good. Amen. Well, let's, uh, let's
1: just close in prayer. And I just, as we do
0: this... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged that the Lord is just, is, is showing us this, and, and I, f- I just pray that there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation in this, that we would actually get this, capture it, and when we do, when the things of the world come, and, and when our worlds are shaken up, we're the ones that actually don't get shaken by those things, because it's, it's, there's nothing that can shake Jesus uh, there 's nothing that can shake the relationship we have with the Father through Jesus, and so when we 're grounded in that man that 's when we become a light when when all the rest of the world is is in fear and in, and it 's that when there 's darkness over the world and th- or over the lands and there 's thick darkness over the people, it says but the the light comes on you, and the glory of the Lord comes over you, mm-hmm. and so that 's that that isaiah sixty so this is where our light shines. This is where we become bright when when darkness is around us and and the enemy loves to try to come in and and bring fear and bring that spirit of fear into situations. But when we have that peace, it guards it there's a guard around us. it guards our heart and our mind in Christ. all right, so let's pray, Lord, we thank you just for this time that we've had just to understand your your peace. And uh, in Romans 15, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So Lord, I pray that this hope that we have, Lord, through the promises, may this be the thing by Jesus Christ. May it fill us with all joy and with all peace so that we can trust in you. Lord, I pray that we would put our trust in you. Lord, that we would not lean on our own understanding in this time, but in all our ways, that we would know you, that we would know you deeply. And so, Lord, may this be the thing that through that, that may we overflow with this hope. As we have the joy and the peace, may we overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may that power of the Holy Spirit, may that be the thing that leads us and guides us. And may we be peacemakers, Lord. Lord. May we bring your peace into, into situations. And may we be those ministers of reconciliation that actually bring you, Jesus, into the situation, into people's hearts, that they could be reconciled to the Father. May that be the peace that we bring in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, Just as we uh, close, I want to remind you, um, and maybe you're hearing it for the first time, that Corey Russell is going to be with us this Sunday. Yes. So Not in person. In. Not in person. That's right. He's, <laughs> he's in his living room, but he'll be joining us via a camera. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, I think he has a timely word for us. And so we're going to receive that and then respond to it uh, this Sunday morning. So we'll see you then. Yeah, and invite others,
0: uh, just like you did for Easter. Just invite them to, to be a part of this, to join in. I think it's a great word uh, that he's going to have for us. So love you all. God bless you. Have a great night.